And I'm Daniel. And we are Two Guys, a Pizza, and a Podcast. And if you love pizza, and you love podcasts, then you're going to love us. Another episode of Two Guys, a Pizza, and a Podcast. What's up, everybody? We are so excited to have everyone and joining in again for another episode. Uh, this week we have Zalat. Zalat? Is it Zalat? Zalat? I think it, is it Zalat? I don't know. It's okay. Zalat Pizza. What's we're going to say? Z A L A T Pizza, which is coming, I know, highly recommended by quite a few users. A lot of people. Uh, yeah, quite a few guys recommended it on Facebook. Um, I think Jay Hoffman, uh, I know a couple, uh, Mallory and Jordan Bailey were a couple people that had recommended it. Um, Daniel, what, Daniel, what was your thought? I mean, we, we already had a couple slices already. So, so I was very excited about this because it seemed like there was a lot of people that, that said we needed to try it. I hope, I hope I don't disappoint anybody by saying this. We never do bad reviews because we're, we're firm believers. There's just not bad pizza out there. I'm sure there is, but it was good. Uh, I liked the cheese. I liked that they have real cheese. Like the oregano pepperoni was good. But I just, I felt like it was that kind of pizza where you could have like three or four slices and just be like, oh, I, I had three or four slices. And uh, not memorable. Not like something that I would be, you know, <laughs> I know I'm trying not to, I'm trying not to be mean. But I, not, not something that I would be like, oh, let's order this tomorrow, you know? Sure. Sure. No, I... I totally get it. In fact, as as far as a pizza is concerned, I, I would I would definitely order it again. Um, uh, I think I mean I would order it again. Don't get me wrong, because uh, I think no pizza is bad. Right, I said at least. Um, but in the way, kind of what Daniel was saying is like, it's one of those pizzas that it's nothing over the top in, in certain regards. You know, it's got a good cheese, it's got good pepperoni, um, and they have a couple little specialty things on it. Um, but outside of that, that's about all I can really say for the pizza. We had a, a classic pepperoni pizza. Now, where I think Zalat comes into its really its own and its specialty is the fact that it has so many options. I mean, oh, yeah. tons of options, whether that's toppings, sauce, um, especially pizzas. They, the two things I know I want to mention is... I heard on Good Review that their elote pizza, so that's like elote corn, is apparently like one of the most amazing pizzas they have. I know I'm not a big uh, veggie guy on a pizza, and corn just sounds off-putting to me. So that's why we didn't personally have it. But you know, to see that and see all the specialty pizzas they have, that that definitely makes a difference to me. As far as I, I bet that's why a lot of people like it. Yeah. It seems like it's a specialty pizza place because even in some of the comments that we were seeing online, like uh, Jay Hoffman, who we mentioned, said his favorite is the Crave and the New Masterclass. Well, I'm sure those are specialty pizzas, yeah. right? Yeah, and I know the pep. So technically, the pepperoni is the Masterclass. And oh, is that really? Yeah, okay, I okay. Think, unless they use it for other things, I'm not quite sure. Okay, so um, that makes sense then. 
And then, and I think we try and stay kind of in the middle when we're trying new pizza places because we want to be like, okay, the pepperoni is kind of like the standard. Yes. I know some people think cheeses. You and I are in agreement that it's pepperoni. Yes. Um, and, and, and we'll have those specialty pizzas oh, definitely. from time to time. Oh, yeah. Um, the, the other thing, so I know we'll, we'll post the box. Um, you know, one of the things they, they do is they, they actually sign each pizza box like a worker signs it to make sure that, hey, you know, this is our stamp of approval that it is is what it says it is. Um, which is kind of cool. That's really cool. Um, and then the other big thing, and this is for all you spice lovers out there or for party people, they do a, a what's called a Reaper Reaper roulette. And what they do is they put a Carolina Reaper. <laughs> I, I'm not sure if it's a sauce or a flake or whatever it is, but they'll put it on one slice of the pizza. You, It's like a couple extra bucks. You sign up for it, but you don't know which slice it's on. And so you, you'll have a party <laughs> and everyone will take a slice and then bam, like... One of you's crying, obviously, because you just ate Carolina Reaper. Um, I almost did that to Daniel and just didn't tell him, but the odds were I'd probably get it and then I'd be just coughing the entire time. I'm so thankful that you did not do that, Ben. I'm very (laughs) thankful you did not do that. But it was good. It was good. I'm not saying that it was bad. Uh, I would have it again. I definitely would. But um, but for for all of the people saying that we should get it, we should get it, I... It left me wanting just a tad bit more, and, yeah. I, and I hope I don't get tracked down and <laughs> somebody, somebody runs me off the road for saying that. But, but no, it, it was good. I'm glad we did it. Uh, again, that was a lot of people when we posted online asking, you know, what should we try? This was this was number one, if not number two. Yeah. But very excited because in two weeks when we do our next podcast, we'll be reviewing the new stuff crust from Papa John's. Yes. And yes, I love stuffed crust pizza. Yeah, you can't you can't go wrong. I mean, obviously oh. it's unhealthy, but well, of course. obviously we're a podcast of pizza, so we're already unhealthy. And I um, feel like it's our duty to try it. Oh yeah, oh absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So um, yeah, so we're excited about doing that. In fact, Daniel I, Daniel mentioned before the podcast because we mentioned what pizzas we would do. He said that even Little Caesars has they do a stuffed crust, which I. I, I love stuffed crust. So when he told me that, I was like, what, what do you mean? Like, I that's not true. There's no way. Yeah. So let, let me ask you this. When you were in like high school or even junior high, did they have stuffed crust pizza in your cafeteria? No, no. Our, really? Our cafeteria would have not had stuffed crust. So the big deal at our cafeteria, so I grew up in a small town. Well, I mean, you grew up in a small oh, town. Yeah. Um, we had Pizza Hut, I think, my first couple of years, and it was your normal Hand top. It may have been their their pan. I don't know. It may have been hand. It may have been pan. I don't know which one it was. And that was amazing because it was like $2 a slice and it was worth it. You know? It was, yeah. It was fine. And then CC's won the next last years of the contract. And I remember coming in and be like, oh, we have CC's pizza. And I'm like, I'll go. I'll go somewhere else. So <laughs> I'll be fine. You know, which is funny because last podcast when we did CC's, yeah. we literally thought it was Pizza Hut. Like it we totally, did. Yeah. totally blew our minds. Um, it's definitely not... Not the same. As it was you. really good. I yeah, liked it. I would, I would definitely get CeCe's now. Um, but to go back, there's a lot to kind of wrap it back. You know, definitely definitely a pizza that would, I can eat it, enjoy it. Uh, but it's probably not the pizza that I'll, I'll always pick for anything in particular. Right. So, but yeah, Papa John's two weeks. Yep. Any uh, any other pizzas? I mean, have we picked any other places after that? I know, I know the biggest one that we keep seeing is Gallo Nero in Frisco. Okay. Um, we obviously see Connie Rosso pop up all yep. the time and Cavalli's in, in McKinney. So we, we have, again, we have a laundry list of yeah. places we're going to hit. We're not finishing anytime soon. We are not finishing anytime yeah. soon. Oh, and Zalot is a kind of a franchise restaurant. Yep. So you might see it in your neck of the woods. 
Um, I know they're all over DFW. I don't think they started here. In fact, we were we didn't get a chance to look it up, but we think they're a West Coast it pizza does. chain. It seems like it is. It seems a lot like a West Coast pizza for so, sure. Definitely give them a, a look up and try yourself. Maybe you guys will like it better than we did. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you want to try that Reaper challenge or whatever <laughs> it is. So That just has guys challenge yeah, written all the, over it. That is like every youth. Like if you were part <laughs> of a youth group, that's something you would order to your youth group. Absolutely. Just be like, all right, let's see who can do it. So, or you do the reverse and have them put Reapers on all the slices except oh for one. Oh my goodness. Now so, I kind of want to do this. Like, I feel like we need to do this in our life group. Just like get a, get a Reaper yeah. pizza and just be like, all right, guys. Next guy's trip. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> Would you tell anybody? No. Okay. Absolutely not. No. <laughs> yeah. And then we get that one person. That'd be the fun. Yeah. yeah. Well, until we have that one person that's like, I'm definitely allergic to right. you know, yeah, that would like, be oh, That would be a worst case scenario right Panic there. mode hits in. Oh, yeah. oh, that'd be awful. But, oh, yeah. So, uh, this week we were trying to figure out uh, kind of things we would talk about. And so, uh, we had talked two weeks ago uh, with our wives. We kind of had a get to know us a little bit. You know, we kind of, me and Dan kind of shared how we met and things of that nature. And so, we wanted to kind of dive into more of that, of, you know, who we are and things of that nature. <laughs> I said things of that nature twice. I keep saying that. Um but we actually had a fan write a letter just right before the new year, send us an email, and kind of ask us some questions specifically about our faith that we would love to address, love to talk about. Um, so we'll read some of their questions on the air and kind of go from there. Uh, I mean, anything else that you want to add, Daniel? Or No, no. And, and I think to kind of piggyback off of this, we get really excited about fan mails. Yeah. Uh, and we will we will always address it. You know, on our podcast, so that, that's something that we wanted to do, and I think this is this is a really cool of a topic that we're about to dive into. Um, but yeah, no, no. Without further ado, I, I don't want to. I don't want to keep us sure. waiting. <laughs> yeah, no, no, not a problem at all. So, um, so I'm going to try to do my best job to kind of break down these questions, and, and then we'll kind of go from there. Um, so here's here's kind of the first one. Since y'all mentioned that the Christian faith is something y'all observe closely, I'm curious to hear. What made you really made y'all devote or uh, yeah devout de- devout sorry yeah in your religion growing up and what do you enjoy most about your faith so we'll start start there as part of the question so do you want to tackle that one first or would you like me to go no I I, I have no problem so uh, what made y'all devout so I mean obviously uh, or not obviously I, I I grew up in a Christian home. Uh, my parents were both Christian, um, and they did an, uh, an excellent job of raising me in that, um, whether that was taking me to church or uh, teaching um, Christian values to me in that regard. Um, and then I, I ended up kind of being in a community that kind of poured into me in that in the same way. Um, and so that was it was kind of easy for me in certain ways to, to learn about Christ and to, to know about Christ. But I think the biggest thing, um, and it wasn't, I mean, I accepted Christ at a young age um, because of those teachings, but um, it wasn't until really till college that kind of a lot of things kind of really impacted me because that's the time where I think some of your biggest questions might might play into like why do I believe what I believe and things mm-hmm. of that nature. And so mm-hmm. for me, um, uh, in believing, in, in, and I'll say this, you know, I have a relationship with Christ. It's not just me performing some practice every day or living by certain rules and regulations. Um, but when I got to college and things of that nature, it was a moment where I finally had to say, why do I believe this? And it, and it came down to, um, cause it was true. 
Yeah. Which is not a cop-out answer, to say the least, but um, it seemed to me that a lot of things added up, whether you take the Bible, you can read through it, and things just added up like, I mean, no, like they were foreshadowed, they were said, um, and if you believe the Bible would believe what it is, then then it made sense in that regard. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, even if you took the Bible out of kind of the equation, which um, I don't say you should start there, uh, but kind of a similar scenario with, um, I don't know if you, for the, some of our listeners, there's a book called The Case for Christ by uh, Lee Strobel. Great it's book. Lo- yeah, Lee Strobel. It's a movie too. Yeah, and it's a movie, um, which if you don't know anything, it's his kind of his testimony of how he became a Christian, which is um, his way was he he wanted to disprove Christianity. Mm-hmm. And he was an investigative reporter, and so he went out and tried to disprove Christianity, and he came to a lot of facts like, you know, that seemed to point towards, like, the story of Christ and his birth and then his death and then his resurrection. Like, I mean, if, if you can disprove that one aspect of the, especially his his um, resurrection, yeah. then that's Christianity goes away in a heartbeat. And that was the thing is it seemed like every every time he took a step to to learn or try to disprove it, it didn't seem like it was possible. And these are and these were people he was meeting with historians and things of that nature that necessarily didn't have a Christian background in yeah. terms of like they weren't Christians themselves, but they said, yeah, well, that's very plausible. Or, you know, one of the biggest examples is, you know, where is Jesus's body? And a lot of people say, you know, I think a lot of non-Christians will argue, well, they hid the body. And one of the biggest arguments against that, that I would say is, then why did they go to their deathbeds? I mean, they were literally, some of them, one of them was persecuted upside down. Yeah. Um, others were beheaded. Shooter. Yeah. Um, they all died. And I can see maybe one man, you know, going to his deathbed on a lie if it weren't true. Sure. But for 12 men? Um, Not even 12, much yeah. more. Yeah. Yeah. And, that we don't know about. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I, absolutely. So there was, there's this huge impact and I'm like, and there's more than just that, but that's simply why I believe, because I, I believe it to be true. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I fall in that same camp because my story is different than yours in, in a little bit. Like I was raised by Christian parents um, and they raised me up the right way, but I, uh, I went a different path uh, in my later years of high school and in college and even after college and uh, was very much living in the world. Um, and I wouldn't say turn my back on Christianity at all because I still like knew what it was and I knew what I was supposed to do. And um, But I, I, think, I think real life happened after college where it's you're kind of working for yourself. You know, you're... You have a lot more responsibilities, um, and it, I think it really hit me about eight years ago when I moved to Texas because uh, I was in a little bit of disparity when I was in, in, living in Chicago right before that, and I wanted uh, a way out. and uh, And I've I've devoted my life uh, to Christ ever since then. And I think to your to your point about it being true too is. Lee Strobel's book is amazing. They did a great job on the movie. Um, he, he like went to Jerusalem, Bethlehem, Israel. Like he went all over and found tangible evidence that he had no idea even existed that was there that I don't think a lot of people know exists. Like you know, you know these ancient manuscripts and transcripts that like all align, written by scribes two thousand years ago, you know, two thousand plus, 
But when you kind of like dig in a little bit deeper and you have that personal relationship with Christ, I think the truth just continues to reveal itself to you. Um, because, because let's just face it, like life throws you curveballs a lot. And I don't think if you don't have a foundation, it's really hard to even swing at those, right? Like I'm using baseball analogies here and they're not going very well, but you know, we're going to swing and we're going to miss every single time if we actually don't have some kind of a foundation or some kind of a backbone. So, um, even though I was raised that way, I still, um, I, I don't want to say founded by myself because that's that's not how it works. But I uh, came back to to the faith, as we call it, through just some some real life experiences and through wanting more truth and, and knowing where that exact truth comes from. So, again, I don't think that's a cop out at all. I think it's just, OK, we could probably spend a two hour podcast just talking about the evidence and, you know, Old Testament to New Testament, how that works and, you know, the examples of that evidence. Uh, but again, we probably have like a four or five hour podcast, but, yeah. but no, I, I hope that answers that question. I know we have a couple more. Uh, I think we're, I think we'll dive into this, you know, as we continue to go here, but I think, um, I think that's really where, where that comes into play for both of us. Yeah. And, and he kind of discussed, um, uh, what was, so we talked about what made us devout, but what do you enjoy most about your faith? Yeah. Um, so, so this has been very uh, prevalent in probably the last two years for me is the, the giant differences between joy and happiness. So happiness is a good thing, of course. Nobody is, <laughs> nobody is against happiness. But your day could start off very, very happy and it could end very, very bad. Right, uh, an hour could start very happy and it could end very bad. But true joy comes from having that personal relationship with Christ, being rooted in the Word, and knowing where your salvation is. Right, like I'm not trying to get churchy, but uh, there's not really anything that can steal my joy. Yeah, you know, and you've heard tons of songs that say the exact same thing. But it, anybody can steal my happiness. In a, in a moment, but you can't steal my joy because it's rooted in uh, in Christ. That's where I find it. I don't find it in the world. Um, there's a lot of things that make me very happy. Uh, my wife, obviously, my daughter, my friends. Um, but you know, I think true joy comes from comes from the Father. No, I I don't think I could have said it any better. Um, you were spot on in, in that regard. Um, I think as far as, you know, for for me, what do I find most is, I guess, that I enjoy is obviously the joy itself that comes from the Lord. I mean, you, there's there's nothing like that. Um, and, and this is going to sound, to uh, I think, to a lot of non-Christians. This is the next part will probably sound really weird, but there's a lot of freedom within. Oh, within total freedom. Uh, yeah, total freedom within Christianity. You know, they think, well, you have to follow all these rules and regulations. <laughs> yeah. And and I don't think they realize they're, they're, you know, just like we have laws today that put us in a position that, you know, hey, we, for example, we don't want you speeding down the road because you can lose your life very easily very or easily. get yeah. an accident. And there's certain things that are put within that. And not to say that, you know, I'm going to live and die by uh, the Ten Commandments or things of that nature. That's not the point. Um, you know, they don't guide acts but that the lord my relationship with christ that's what's going to be guiding for guiding you know 
um, my relationship and then the word that he provides in the Bible. And, you know, they line up, you know, mm-hmm. when I'm having a prayer and, you know, if there's a, if there's especially something like if you've, you know, feel led to do something, which might sound kind of weird, but that'll line up with scripture. If, yeah. if it's truly what it's supposed to be, you mm-hmm. know, um, and if obviously if it doesn't, then there's another issue in itself that, that we wouldn't make an argument for. But yeah, definitely I would say freedom um, within the Lord, but, also, but ultimately that joy that yeah. only he can provide. Um, I think you bring up a great point, though, about the freedom aspect, because we know a lot of people who have a works based belief system yeah. where I think where the freedom really comes into play is we know that we're not working for our salvation. Correct. That it has already been given to us as a free gift. And as long as we accept it, we have that. We didn't do anything to earn it. And we certainly don't deserve it. But it was given to all of those who would accept and believe. Right. And I think that sometimes scares people a little bit because they think, okay, well, now, um, now I'm in debt. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no, there is, there is no debt. Like the debt's been paid. It's been fully paid. And, and again, and we could, we could dive real deep into this very, very quickly, but I just, I love that word freedom because there's no pressure, right? Like I don't have to, uh, accomplish things on my own. It's not all on me. It's not all riding on me. It's uh, it's writing on on somebody else. Correct, and and I I would say on top of that, if you want to compare why Christianity is different than any other religion, the easiest answer is is grace, mm. uh, and mm. specifically as Daniel was kind of pointing out, we don't have to do anything to earn. We first off, we can't. But with any other religion, you usually have to do something. You know, you have to live by a set standard or whatever. Yeah. That's that's not the same with Christianity. There is. Um, you know the price has been paid. It's just needing the acceptance of that of that relationship of that walking with confessing. You know the the verses. And if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe with your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. Yeah. And so that's I mean I guess the actionable part. I mean just just accepting that. And then you know you might say, well then why do you do all these other things? And I think that's just you know just in the same way. Um, it's, it's it's almost a sense of obedience. It's you know, mm-hmm. out of out of my relationship with the Lord, I'm going to do these things in obedience or faith. And and, and don't get me wrong, there's times where I don't always want to do certain things, but sure. But that's just you know, if your heart's changing, that you're going, you're just going to naturally want to do those things. Okay, so you stole my next point, <laughs> but uh, the point you brought up is 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 perfect because. Then people are like looking at you like, oh, okay, well, then why are you doing so many quote unquote works mm-hmm. like serving? Why do you go to church every Sunday? Why do you read your Bible every Sunday? And I think it's because you you do experience a change where instead of thinking I have to do these things, you, your posture changes to I want to do these things. Uh, I want to live this way. Uh, I want more freedom. I want a closer relationship yeah. with him. Um, and other things just kind of like dissolve, you know, yeah. and those, those things that you used to really, really worry about or really stress out about or get really scared about, you, you don't worry about anymore. You're not scared anymore. Yeah. You, you're not overly stressed out about. And I know that that sounds like a, like a feel good self-help book <laughs> in, a, in a sense, but it, it is, it is true, you know, and it's, 
John MacArthur, I think, said this, and I, and I hope I hope I'm not misquoting him, but I think he said he's read the Book of John like a thousand times, which is a ton, right? I mean, you think about that, like, okay, well, how many times yeah. does he read the Bible in a year? And he's seventy something. Um, <laughs> but he says I find something new every single time I read it. So we use this term in sales a lot. It's a, a living, breathing document. The Bible is living, like it's it's the word. It's it's not just a book. Like it is a living, breathing book, right? Yes. Um, so that, it, not I, in the sense that there, it can't you can't add anything or take away. It's no, not, not not a living document in that way. No, no. I do want to specify that. But it's life, right? Yes. Like it's it's it is life. It's 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 how we're supposed to live. And again, I'm I'm getting down a rabbit hole, so I apologize, but. Uh, this stuff is obviously very intriguing and uh, enjoying to talk yeah. about. Oh, absolutely. Um, to kind of add, I know, I think one better, another example we can add to that for why do you guys didn't do, you know, perform those works. I know Daniel mentioned that. Another, another example we can, we can show or say is think about marriage. Think mm-hmm. about when you get married, um, you know, you, you're not required to, you know, maybe take out the laundry or take out the trash <laughs> or, or, or do those things for for your wife. I mean, and, but she, you do it out of just, you know, because you want to love in her and you want to yeah. show, because your heart has changed in some way, you know, your relationship has changed in some way. In the same way, when you have a relationship with Christ, you're doing this because it's it's, it's, it's this change. The best yeah. way to, I would say, there's a heart change that takes place in Absolutely. that regard. Um, but, so that's, that's the first question. Um, <laughs> so we're down, we got a couple to go. <laughs> a couple more to go, uh, to say the least. So, uh, let me read that next question for us, if I can pull it up. All right. So in addition, let's see. Okay. We found, we talked about what do you enjoy. In addition, what are some parts of your religion that you find questionable Let's start there. Let's just okay. let's just do that part because it's kind of a twofold question. In addition, what are some parts of your religion that you find questionable? Goodness, okay. which I, I'm gonna say I feel like that part is a little bit of a loaded question. That is a very loaded question. Um, but I, I I will say there is certain parts that maybe can be questionable with Christianity, and that's and that is the parts that unfortunately I'd say don't fit into Christianity, like uh, prosperity gospel. Yes, yeah, that's a big um, one. That's that's a big one. So. Uh, you know, there's a lot of things that I think take place, uh, and a lot of false teachings that can happen. And they say, "Oh, well, I'm a you know I'm a Christian," but then they begin to preach these things, things that um, unfortunately don't line up with the rest of the Scripture and the Word. And I think those parts do take place, unfortunately, and mislead people. Mislead people. Um, so if that's if if I was gonna say if there was anything questionable, yeah, um, that would probably be it's a big one. Big one. Um, and then on top of that, um, you know, I think within Christianity, you know, one of the things you, I'm sure if you go to seminary school, it gets this discussed. Um, it's all, a lot of churches have their, their statement of beliefs. These are things that they hold core to their values. Um, and they call it usually like a closed hand fist. So these are things that if you're going to join our church, um, that you typically have to agree to. So for example, a good one would be that Jesus was uh, the Son of God, mm-hmm. but he was he was one hundred percent God, but he was also one hundred percent man. Uh, and I'm not going to get into why uh, we'll agree with that. I mean, talk about that. That's a whole another theological, but that would be a core thing. Or 
you know, all men have fallen short mm-hmm. um, due to sin. And because of sin, we have the wages of death, which means, you know, we will have to pay for that eternally in, in hell. Um, but, you know, salvation is through through Christ alone and through, only through faith in Him. That's the only way you can begin to know the Father. I know I just butchered that that verse, so I'll let you say oh, here in a second. John, John uh, 14, 6? Yes. Yeah, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Yes. So... Um, yeah, Wait, I mean, that's like a life verse, right? Yeah, there. that is the life verse. And so those are core things that as a Christian that you, you, you kind of hold to. And most churches would hold would hold those. And then they have some open hand theology items. Uh, and these can be a little bit more, I would say, loose that, you know, you can join the church and you don't have to necessarily agree on this particular platform on this particular point, you know. But it might be a little bit different if you join mm-hmm. that church because... They might have a stance on that particular topic. Sure. Um, for example, uh, I'll do I'll do a very generalized one. Maybe your church is against dancing. Okay. <laughs> that, that's no footloose. No footloose. <laughs> like that's that's something that yes that that definitely can be something that's out there and there's and there's reason for that. You know. Um, we'll call uh, that deep South Baptist. Yeah, deep South Baptist. <laughs> you know. Uh, you know, other ones might be these are big topics like uh, what's called Calvinism or Arminianism. These are mm-hmm. just ways how you mm-hmm. approach theology. Um, I don't think this was necessarily core to a lot of churches. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of churches will have a particular stance of like, now this is how we approach this topic and this right. is how we view it. But then the day they're, they're usually not going to not let you join. Um, I don't know. There's anything? Can you think of? Well, I think I think so. For the the, the person that asked this question. We're not dodging the question. I think you and I are aligned in that there's nothing about the core Christian faith that we disagree with. Yes, that's correct. I think it's what people have peppered in over time. I won't say any names, but we know big name pastors, $75 million jets, all that kind of stuff, right? I think prosperity gospel is absolutely killing us because... There is nowhere in the Bible where Jesus or God says, hey, if you follow me, you're going to have a cush life. Mm. In fact, it's the opposite. It's expect persecution, expect being left out, expect to have hard times. It's it's promised. It's not like a uh, this might happen to you. It is definitely a promise. And I would even go a step further and saying if if you don't have missteps in your walk, if you don't have hard times in your walk then maybe that's a that's an opportunity to really check like where where are your your beliefs like where does your yeah if you're not bumping in the 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 christianese saying would be if you're not bumping into the devil then you might be going the wrong direction right that's that's one that's not biblical there's no specific verse for that i just want to point that out there but that would be that's that's so true yeah it's so so true um yeah and i think I think that's what is so confusing about the culture that we live in as well is there is people that have big social media platforms. There's people that have massive churches and massive followings. And I mean, let's just be honest about it. Like think about like one of my favorite speakers is Matt Chandler. I hang on every single one of his words, right? Uh, Praise God that he's a, he's a man of God and I mean, it's probably debatable whether he's speaking the truth or not. I believe he is. I'm sure there's some people that don't, but whatever. 
Um, but take that out of the equation. If he started false teaching and if I'm not aligned with the word and I'm not aligned with what I know is the truth, then I might fall into a trap of false prophecy or I might fall into a false promise mm-hmm. if I'm not actually being careful about that kind of stuff. And that could be for anybody, right? Like that could be for any motivational speaker. You, we have a lot of these new age authors that are out now who you know, claim that they're aligning with the Bible, but then there's no scripture in their books, right? Yeah. So it, it's, it's easy to fall into those traps. But I think if you're rooted in it, then you, the white or the red flags go up right away. Correct. Oh, absolutely. 100%. So I, I guess the go back to the original question of, is there anything particularly questionable? It, as Daniel said, I think the best way, there's nothing in Christianity as a whole that is questionable in terms of core beliefs like you know this doesn't make sense or this doesn't mm-hmm. that doesn't i would say this no that's not it but if there's maybe aspects that have been as daniel said you said it well peppered in over time or people who 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 masquerade as christian teachers and and it's the farthest thing from yeah. christianity and and you know i hate that and i you know, and we do we do recognize that it does happen, uh, and for for some people that's that's their experience. You know, or you know, uh, I think we may have mentioned it before, but like for a lot of new Christians, sometimes that's the first thing they get introduced to, yeah. and they think they have nothing to base it on. You know, they're they're brand new. They've uh, and they think that's that's what Christianity is, unfortunately, and that's not. And it's and you know, and it's sad because like sometimes you know it sounds so good. It just sounds so exciting, and it's just comes up short in every possible way. And I also think that that... Uh, feel free to disagree with me this, Ben, but I think that that's also where this um, this cultish feel comes in of, hey, if you just join this church, like you're going to get all of this. Yes. And okay, yeah. that's not the truth at all. And that's yeah. not the gospel. Yeah. And that's the opposite of the gospel. And I, I, I feel bad for people that that happens to. I pray for them. Yeah. Uh, that the truth can be revealed. And that's not me looking down on them. That's not me condemning them or anything like that. It's just like, okay, somebody needs to pull them aside. We, I think this would be, you know, that cultish aspect. It comes down to even, you know, oh, you don't need to think. You just need to do. Yeah. And that's, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, Daniel, but I, I don't think the, the Bible, you know, we are given instructions. We're given word. We're allowed to think within that. We are allowed yeah. to. We have free will. Uh, to have free will, and you know, we can. I wouldn't say necessarily a question, but we can definitely have doubts, and we can definitely, oh, yes. uh, you know, raise those concerns with. I think the Lord. I think that's okay, and I think we bring that within our communities and say, "Hey, I don't, I don't always understand," because there is times that I don't always just understand, especially maybe I'm going through a particular situation, or yeah. you know, um, you know, when you're younger in your faith. You know, there might be something that you get introduced to, or you know, even in your older in the faith, you get introduced <laughs> yeah. to something. And you're like, I have no idea what I'm supposed to do in this scenario. Yeah. Like, this is nothing I was never, never prepared for. So, just <laughs> just things to think about. And I have to laugh a little bit because I know we've covered this a little bit, but just like Bibleisms. Mm, yes, I think that's one thing that I also I don't want to say like dislike, but it, it's it's um, let's just say it's questionable, but. A great example that I would say is Jeremiah, right? Old Testament prophet. Um, the famous verse is twenty nine eleven, right? Like, for I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper. That is where a lot of people will look at that verse and think, oh, okay, so this is all I have to do to get wealth and prosperity, wealth, health, and prosperity. This is the same prophet who also said to God, like, you seduced me. Like, shame on you. You seduced me. 
You know, like I, I actually heard a great sermon about this recently, and it's like, you imagine somebody like that in your home group, you'd be like, I'm staying away. I'm not getting <laughs> struck by lightning today. You know, like I'm staying away from this dude. But that's like, that's a guy who like every single one of his prophecies came true. You know, and that again, that's that's for another discussion for another day. But taking a snippet of a verse and slapping it on a T-shirt, slapping it on a coffee mug, and just hey, this is this is what Christianity promises you. It's like no, no, no. Read what's going on in the rest mm-hmm. of the chapter. Educate yourself a little bit, yes, because that's not what that's saying at all. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, all right. I think I think we've I think we've answered that question to the best of our abilities, and and I, so. I and I will say. <laughs> You know, feel free to comment, you know, uh, to, you know, post, to send us emails, whatever it might be. You know, we are, uh, you know, uh, we are imperfect men. Yes. Um, yes. But we are, are following a, a perfect Lord, a perfect yeah. God. And so uh, we are going to come up short in ways and we might not always say the, the exact right thing. And, you know, we're, we, we want to know, hey, hey, you guys came, uh, you came short of the mark and here's why. Yeah. We definitely, definitely. want to know that. And we're we're not hey we're we're not pastors we're no, not youth we're, group leaders or anything like no. that we're just a couple of dudes who and eat pizza and eat talk, pizza and talk about anything yeah. and this just happens to be the topic of discussion for today for sure all right uh, let's see the next question uh, I know we got a few more minutes so we'll, we'll kind of wrap up here in a second um I think this one I think this uh what do you think really defines someone being true to their faith hmm. um, despite having their own free thinking. Oh, we kind of answered this one already. We kind of did, yeah. Uh, yeah, let's see. I don't know. You, hmm. you, I mean, there's... I think that was... The it's a good question, though. It is a good question because we, we talk about this quite frequently, Ben, about if you are truly following Christ, you should stick out. Right, like you should stick out amongst the crowd. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. Okay, um, got you. I was, I was very, I was like, stick out. What? What do you mean? Like, <laughs> stick out where? Uh, do I put my thumb? Uh, yeah, yeah. You should, you should be noticeably different, and and I think that that's also very hard at times. Let's just let's just be very real about it. We all have really bad days. Yeah, and and we all have great days too, but um, I th- I think it's like going above and beyond what just regular human expectations are, you know, like, Hey, if you see somebody struggling at a grocery store, help them out. Like that will make you stick out. Not every single regular Joe is going to do that. Now there's going to be good people who aren't Christians that do that kind of stuff too. But I'm just using that as kind of a, a blanket example, but in your group of friends and how you interact with people, uh, how you are in your workplace, uh, how you are, if you're, you, you know, customers whatever the case may be that's that's really where i think you set yourself apart from the rest of the crowd is wow that guy's different there's something about him that's different the way he acts the way he talks the way he treats his wife the way he treats his friends like that there should be something noticeable yeah. and that goes back to what we said earlier when you develop that relationship with christ um, there is going to be there should be a noticeable change you know if there isn't then you know we would say there might be a you know an issue within that yeah. um but uh the kind of me to answer the same question of sorry this is kind of it's kind of the email is kind of really wordy uh what do you think really defines someone being true to their fate and despite having their own free thinking and disagreeing with some of the beliefs that the religion may enforce so i, I didn't add ah, that i got you okay. that was the other aspect but um you know, I think that goes back to 
that core belief of you can you have your core things your core your closed fist those things that you agree um um the statement of faith so you know uh jesus being god's god's son 100 man 100 god um salvation is only through jesus alone and only in faith in him um there's 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 a couple there's more i don't want unfortunately i'm, I'm going to skim over all some of them so it doesn't do justice in that regard so we'd love to have this more conversation more um so i think you can be that person that okay these are the things that i'm being true to my religion and holding to them now i will say there is times that for some people they they don't even hold to that or mm-hmm. uh they think that sorry they know they don't necessarily think but they definitely act out in a way that they think real that christianity is a religion where you go to church on sundays yeah you do these things and at the end of the day when you die that you'll go to heaven and that's mm. unfortunately uh, i think there's gonna be a lot of surprised a lot of surprised people unfortunately, uh, yes. we would have a we have a whole matthew 7 the whole yeah. uh, there's a whole passage about that i think i think also if, if this is an expectation of somebody who's on the fence of hey do i want to actually believe in this or not and what's holding them back is thinking i have to be perfect from this day moving forward I think that's the furthest thing from the truth because, my goodness, I sin every day. And I will sin every day until I die because we were born sinners. We were born into sin. We're separated from uh, God for that simple reason. Simple but very cloudy reason, I'll say. So I think that some people's fears are, I have to give everything up and I have to be perfect. Uh, It couldn't be further from the truth, you know, and... We have what I would call the Mount Rushmore of faith, right? Paul is obviously one of those. Guys. Okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I, I was like, I don't, I'm not following your analogy here. You're fine. You, Billy Graham. Yes. Right. John MacArthur, like some of those people that have just are, are recognized for it, and they sin every single day, every single day. So I think if that's somebody's fear of, well, I have to be spotless or blameless, like it's further from the truth. Yeah. Like it could be further from the truth. Yeah. And and that's the thing we would say. Like you can't be. You just absolutely can't be. Yeah. Um, that, that was what set Christ apart. I mean, that's the whole reason that we are in the position that we are in. We will all fall short. So, yeah. no, I, I don't think you could have said that better in that regard. And, and I think, you know, um, as Christians, uh, I think a lot of us tend to forget that over time. Yeah. We think, you know, oh, I got everything together. Or, you know, the opposite happens. Um, you know, sometimes as Christians, we have a hard time. You know, we, we we have the gospel, so that's the good news. The good news that Jesus Christ died for for your your sins um, and has paid the price. Um, because obviously, if, you, if he hasn't, then there is no hope uh, after death. Yeah. Um, and the reason we bring that up is what tends to happen is I think sometimes as Christians we we want to we like to pre-convert people, mm-hmm. uh, which yes, is we do. Uh, that's a very I know kind of a rough term, but like you know we want them to look like us, to sound like us, yeah. to you know, hey, you know, do these actions, you know, mm-hmm. and you can't do that because you haven't shared the gospel with them. Right. You know, the gospel is what saves them, not not doing this. And that once again, that re- those that reinforces the point that we are not a society that or a religion that you do things right. because there is nothing you can do at the end of the day. Well, we don't have any magic sentence to say to somebody that's going to convert them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, like we we share the good news. Uh, we continue to share it. We continue to talk. You yeah. know, we continue to have relation 
uh, and that that's that's how it happens, you know. And it's not judging. It's not you know kicking people to the curb when they're not aligning. It's it's just being diligent and being faithful because that's hey that's yeah. that's what Jesus is. And that is and it's crazy to think that that's all really it is. You know, some people I'm sure some people will ask, well, isn't there more? Isn't there more to it? And <laughs> I'm like, no, that no, that's it. That's it. You know, but I will say that's one of the hardest things even as a Christian to grasp, even over time, I think there's still times that I'm like, just unfathomable to think, why would someone die for me right. or, or whatever it may be? Um, so yeah, so that's... And there's a ton of other like theological questions that come into play. Like, well, why did he have to die? And could there have been some other way? And things along those lines. And honestly, at the end of the day, I think this is where the freedom comes into play is it's way above my pay grade. Way above my pay grade. I don't have to worry about those kind of things. I don't have to concern them. It happened. Uh, we get life because of it, yeah, and uh, and that's something to take a lot of solace in. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, well, we are almost out of time. Uh, there's not a whole lot. I, I, there was a couple more questions we could have asked, but I think those were the one, the main ones we wanted to, to address within that. Um, I'm trying to think, if there's anything we got the elect. I know we have the inauguration, inauguration uh, which by the time this is posted, the inauguration will probably have. Happened, happened yeah. already, yeah, uh, or be happening at the exact moment. So, right. uh, so we got that. So that'll be interesting. I'm gonna try to try to watch it if I can, just to just to stay current. Uh, other than that, but. it'll be a very weird inauguration, though, because I mean, you think about with COVID, yes. they're they're already shutting pretty much everything down in DC. So there's not going to be like a massive crowd out there. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm I'm intrigued to see how it's going to look, uh, what it's going to be look uh, look like. Yeah. Um, just kind of everything that follows up with that. You and I talked about this before we even like started recording, though. Two two things. I hope Trump goes. I don't think he will, but I hope he goes. Yeah. Because I think that that's the, the right thing to do. Sure. Absolutely. The second thing is it doesn't matter where you align. You and I are conservatives. We've talked about this before. Uh, I, I will pray for Biden very frequently and Kamala Harris because they are... They're leaders of the country. Yeah. Right? Like, I'm not going to be opposed. I'm not going to hate them or any of that kind of stuff. And quite frankly, if, if you're in that camp, I think it's like, check yourself a little bit because that's just silliness. You yes. know, like, we're called to pray for our leaders. We're called to, um, you know, be, be in obedience to that. And, and that has nothing to do with Christianity, to be honest with you. I think that's... Well, it does and it doesn't. But I think it's like, okay, hey, this is just the right thing to do. Like, he's our president-elect, whether you agree with whatever happened in the election or not. Like, it's, hey, we, he's, 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 he's our guy for the next four years, guaranteed, unless something happens, like, health-wise or anything, God forbid. But I'm, yeah. I'm going to pray for him. Absolutely. Support him, you know, and if I disagree, whatever, then it's, it is what it is. But it is, it's like, I think that's our job is, and I think that's, that's what, the unfortunate part about 2021 now, I'm still not used to saying that, by the way, <laughs> is we, we live in just such this charged environment where if you're red, you hate blue. If you're blue, you hate red. There's no middle ground. It's like, okay, we need to scrap this big time because it's not getting us anywhere. No. There's this extremism of everything, oh. and it, it's just it it's exhausting. Out. It is exhausting. It's absolutely exhausting. Um well, uh, we'll wrap up here uh, right now. Um, so if you haven't already, we definitely one would love for you to subscribe. Um, check out our Facebook, uh, Two Guys 
a pizza in a podcast. I know that sounds that's a weird way to, to exit for uh, the <laughs> outro. Um, but we also I wanted to make sure that we did say you know we said it earlier if you have questions if there's something you heard and maybe you're curious more about you know we'd love to to talk about that we'd love to answer that um, I know personally you know we want to tell you whatever if you have a question we'd love to tell you what we know um, and share uh, the gospel or share whatever it might be and you know if we don't know we're gonna we'll, we'll probably, track it down we'll, we'll track it down and answer yeah. that we can find or we'll say hey. Maybe go talk to this person. Yeah. You know, we might we're we're two two average guys. Yeah. We're just two average guys. I didn't go to seminary. Yeah. <laughs> so definitely like that. So but we love the questions. We love we love the feedback. Yeah, keep them coming. Definitely keep it coming. And uh, you guys have a great night and uh, love you guys. Yep. Thank you guys. Appreciate it.